Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. win but when not without jay johnson giving us an outright heart attack there in the ninth against alabama but nevertheless it always feels so good to beat down on the crimson tide as the lsu tigers do win eight to six <laughs> man Man, man, man. Man, man, man. Look, man, we told you all week. I came out on this show all week long and told you Alabama can hit. They've done exactly what they've done all season and waited until the eighth and ninth inning to get rolling. The kid Pickney tonight went five for five, was a triple away from completing the cycle, but you also have some big big bats uh, tonight as well. Uh, Skeens did not perform up to par. <laughs> he didn't have double-digit strikeouts. He only had nine. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, you had a massive six inning. You get a hit by pitch. Or a walk, walk, got you a couple RBIs. Uh, there in the six, Dylan Cruz hits a massive home. I mean, yeah, Dylan Cruz hits a massive home run. Tommy Tanks hits a massive home run. So you do win. You do get eight runs. You do some good things. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But nevertheless, your boy was stressed out, right? Your boy was absolutely stressed. Not all we need to talk about here tonight, though, as LSU has made their defensive line coach higher in Jimmy Lindsey. I was driving when the news came out 
And so I'm just like sitting there trying to to, to load everything, and I made some boo-boos. So Jimmy Lindsey, South Carolina defensive line coach, is hired uh, as your next defensive line coach. We'll talk about that here tonight as well. We'll talk NFL draft as B.J. Ojolari is the only LSU Tiger who's heard their name called so far. Interesting that Kayshawn Booty is falling so far, isn't it? Not really. If you listen to this show, uh, it is not. So a lot we got to get into. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Jimmy Lindsay after the baseball roundup uh, here tonight. Let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started. Penn Jones with the best uh, comment I've seen, which I'm sure we'll get to more. So far, says stuck with the reliever a couple batters too long. No doubt. No doubt. Steve Young, the guy that the quarterback that played for the 49ers, says better hope Gavin Gidry becomes a weekend starter fast or we're in trouble. Well, I I don't know if he'll be a starter, but I think you're going to need him to come out of the bullpen. Look, here's the truth. And I'm not trying to get on Jay with this, but you left Griffin Herring in too long. That's not on Griffin Herring. He look, this is Griffin Herring's ninth. You ready? He had a strikeout, a walk, a walk, a strikeout, okay? Then he gave up an RBI double. I I do think at that exact moment, maybe if you have guys in the pen that are ready to go and you saw how he was, maybe go take him out. You don't. You give up a two-RBI double, okay? And then you still don't get him. You get, he gives up a single, runners on first and third, and then in comes Collins. He gives up an RBI single, and then he gets a strikeout. So that's not on that's not on Griffin Herring. I mean, guys, Griffin Herring came on in the sixth. He came on in the sixth. So I mean, the seventh. Excuse me. So, or, or yeah, he came in in the seventh. So I, I mean, that's not on him. That's not that's one thousand percent on Jay. And he will tell you that. And he will tell you also that he just wanted to Griffin to get the last out so he could save some arms. And I get that. But, you know, it is what it is. Brandon says, what's up, Blake? I'm loving the Saints draft so far. I don't think it's been too bad. I don't think it's been too bad. The breezy pick, uh, Bressy pick, um, kid get, he gets injured a lot. Nathan E. says, I'm your biggest fan, Blake. Thank, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate that, man. Uh, shout out to Travis too. Um, I didn't get Travis's last name from Hannah Q's Barbecue. Um, good seeing you. Good meeting you too, man. Uh, thank you so much for giving us uh, a shout out. We need to get a picture next time. Sorry, we were uh, on the run. Um, better hope Gavin. Oh, we we got that. I was like, who? Why is this thing start? <laughs> I didn't even know nobody was in here. Uh, Blueberry is joining us. Uh, Gasly Gamer says our hitting is not good. We got eight runs on eight hits. What? Wait, what? But most of the runs are due to walks. That makes you a good hitter when you're not swinging at things that are outside the zone. What? Dude. Come on, gamer. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Stop that. Stop that, bro. That That's not... Come on. All right. Sixth. 
And then you had two home runs from your superstars. What are you talking about, man? What What are you talking about? It doesn't matter how many hits you have when you when you have eight runs. Your offense is doing something right. Oh, and by the way, um, by the way, you legitimately peach fuzz. Um. Pooh said you had something on your lip. I thought he was joking there for a minute. I'm like, this man's trying to say I got some, you know, what on my lip, man. <laughs> Man's messing with me. And then I looked up to the camera and sure as shit. Sure as shit. I did. Thank you, Pooh. Uh, come on, man. Come on. All right, a couple more, then we'll we'll get uh, a couple more of these. All right, then we'll get rolling. Penn Jones says, I can't find any reason to think that the D-line coach hire was a good one. D-line rank, well, D-line didn't rank 124th and 126th. The running game did uh, his last two years. I, I get that. I, I know, I understand people's concerns. And it's not, it's not, it, I don't think that your concerns are an overreaction by any stretch. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Pooh says, I got to make sure you look good. You repping Ben and Jewel. That's true. That's true. Cause I sure shit ain't repping Megan. I mean, she ain't got no taste. You married my big ass. <laughs> um, Ryan says, what about the batting average? What about it? Guess what about it? You score like, uh, is that where we've come to? That's what we've come to. You scored eight run. This is your sixth inning. Walk, double, K, fly out, walk, hit by pitch, walk, walk, line out. Here is your third. Ground out, single, fly out, uh, walk, three-run home run. First inning, or second inning, excuse me. White. Line out, White hits home run, line out, K, line out. You literally had four four innings where you're literally doing really good things. I don't I don't know what we're I don't know what we're talking about that. In the seventh, fly out, hit by pitch, walk, walk, RBI sack bunt, which doesn't go down as a hit, and then the pole grounded out. You scored eight runs, man. Like I I, I don't I, I don't get that. Shout out to all the blonde. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, come on, man. That's what if if that's where we're coming to. I'll take a W. Come on, bro. Come on. I did see this. Adam B says Auburn beats South Carolina. That's massive. It's massive. Look I, again. That's what I'm saying, man. Like you got Auburn beating South Carolina tonight at home. Okay. Calm down. Calm down. All right, last one, then we'll get rolling. Uh, Penn Jones says, who Penn Jones says, how to say you know nothing about baseball, say LSU is bad at hitting team. Yeah, it's true. I'm not saying Gatsby Gamer is a, is bad, but I'm just I, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, that, you know. Uh, Elwin says, wow, a bunt. <laughs> well, RBI bunt. So, I mean, Milazzo perfectly came down with it came down with it all right let's get rolling we got a lot to talk about we'll talk about this game really quickly we'll talk about uh jimmy Lindsay uh being the next uh defensive line coach what does it mean why i don't think it's a i get what people are saying i get what people are saying um 
but we'll, we'll, we'll calm down. I just got a text message, Pooh. Uh, Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears, the running back. To the Titans. How about that? How about that? The man from Ponchatoula, Louisiana, right up the road. Ed Orgeron. Y'all want to hear a quick story? You want to hear a quick, very quick story about, about him? Ed Orgeron was told. Ed Orgeron was told by multiple coaches um, around Louisiana that he should take Tajay Spears. And Orgeron told those head coaches that he could not play. Let me repeat that. Tajay Spears should have been an LSU Tiger, but Ed Orgeron said he was a three-star. That is a true statement. I've held that in for years. Years. Ed, Ed fudged up on that one. Ed fudged up on that one. And then Brian Kelly, not knowing any better, he had some people telling him about Tajay Spears, but he can't, you know. Yeah. Uh, Osiris is not from Ponchatoula originally, um, but he played at St. Helena Catholic. But he grew up there his whole life, uh, was what he told me. Uh, but maybe he's originally from there. But, yeah, two two Tangy kids getting drafted. 985, man. 985, what you going to do? What you going to do? Where are the people from the 337 at? 225. 251. Ain't nobody been drafted from the 251. <laughs> at 251. Whoo! Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'm just messing with Pooh. All right. Let's get rolling. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online. We're back in 45 seconds. Back next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're, We're back. back! With over 65 years of That's my fault. <laughs> that's my fault. Um, Yes. I just saw this from Paul's Hub. I just saw this from Paul's Hub. He said the Bucks just drafted a guy with the name of a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, Yaya Diabwe. How about that? All right. We're here to talk some LSU, though. We're here to talk some LSU. Look, I, I, again, as I mentioned to start off the show, so everybody do us a favor as we get rolling here. Do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, and listen Hit the like and share if you're on Facebook. Do us a favor right now. Hit that like button. Hit the share if you're on YouTube. Thank you so much. We've passed that 5K subscribers. Continue to like, subscribe, notification bell, all that stuff. Wherever you listen to podcasts, TV coming soon. Um, look, 
we talked about this all week. I, Alabama it's a nine is nine and ten in conference. They're thirty and thirteen overall. I know a lot of people came into this series not really thinking about them, not really worried about them, and I get that, right? Like I one thousand percent get that. I, I think for me though. Tonight, you battled a team that is really scrappy. You're going to continue to do that. Pickney, the kid who, if I'm not mistaken, is actually from the 251 uh, for Alabama, went five for five tonight. Multiple Aubrey eyes, smashed the ball all over the park. I, I mean, he hit a home run into right field, if I'm not mistaken, but I know he hit the bomb. I just don't remember uh, where. But look, man, I mean, I mean, they did some really good things. Some really good things tonight to play for Alabama. They battled back. They're a scrappy team. But so did you. Look, these walks in, in a two-inning span in the sixth and seventh, which LSU has scored the most runs of all if any inning comes in the sixth for LSU. You get a double or you get a walk. You get a double. You get another walk hit by pitch. Another walk, and then another walk to Cruz. And then you do the same thing in the seventh. You get a hit by pitch, walk and walk, and the RBI sack bunt. Look, man, that's big league at bats. If they're if you if they're gonna try to hit the corners and they're gonna miss, why swing at a bad pitch? That is elite, elite stuff you see from very disciplined teams at the plate. I know the hit column doesn't necessarily look great. But, man, you score eight runs. I thought Paul Skeens got his got his quote-unquote juice back tonight because so many people have been saying, oh, well, Blake, he's not throwing 100 miles an hour. He's starting to decline. Well, all he did in the first was he struck out the side. All or two of those pitches came with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and then one with an absolutely filthy slider. In the top of the second, he gets two Ks and a fly out to Tommy Tanks. Both of those on 100-mile-an-hour heaters. He comes into the third. He gets another strikeout. He gets a ground ball ball single, fly out and fly out. Top of the fourth. He gives up the home run to Pickney. Look, man was on fire night. It was his night. He went five for five. Fly out, fly out, double in the right field, and then a strikeout. Comes back into the top of the fifth, goes one, two, three, and strikes out another batter. Goes into the six, a lot of the same stuff. Strikes out two uh, in that inning to get out of there. That was his night. Flawless night. Pitch count was a little up. Wish he could have gotten to the seventh. He doesn't go into the seventh, but he was flawless. Look, man, you have 13 wins. Uh, newsflash to everybody that's in here. Newsflash to everyone that's in here. Congratulations. You legitimately are going to play postseason baseball, no matter what now. Teams that get 13 wins in conference have about a 30 to 40% chance of getting in. LSU actually two years ago had 13 SEC wins, went 13 and 17, and got into the big dance. You're in. No matter what. No matter what you're in. You're going to continue to do better. You're going to have wins. You might even sweep this weekend. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Maybe you take two of three. It is what it is. But you're in. Maybe some of the stress stressors can come off. Maybe this team will start playing a little bit more relaxed 
once they know that they've clinched a regional and super regional, I understand that. Now, you won't know that until after Hoover. I I get it, right? Like, I get it. But you'll have a pretty damn good idea if you can get to that 20-win mark. So if you get seven more SEC wins, seven more SEC wins, guys, you're hosting a regional and super regional at the box. You know the movie... Um, what was the movie, Pooh, with Pedro Serrano? Uh, Major League. Major League. Remember when the manager brought in uh, uh, the picture of the owner and they got to take a piece of clothing off? If I'm Jay, I'm not doing something. I'm not doing that, but I'm doing something like that. Guys, go get seven wins in the SEC. That's it. I know you want to win your conference. I know you want to win your division. I get all that. Go do that, too. But my focus is LSU getting seven more SEC wins, if not maybe six, because then you'll still host it. But 20 wins in the SEC would be absolutely massive. That means in two years, Jay would have 37 SEC wins, which is unconscious. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, we just got a pick here. Just got a text. Uh, Devon A-Chain went, apparently. Uh, why don't I just do this? Why don't I just turn on the draft? I'm going to turn the volume down. <laughs> so that I can free my phone up. All right, there we go. All right, now we got that pulled up. But regardless, get to, those, get to that 19 to 20 wins. You'll be fine. I just read our our producer chat. Why don't you just say it, Pooh? Why don't you just say it? He says that we should put a board up of Olivia Dunn. <laughs> it's true. Oh, by the way, massive NIL deal for Olivia Dunn. Massive. And then she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Back to the game. Look, this team, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, this team is just so damn disciplined at the plate. I know Gavin Dugas had an error. I know that you had some situations that weren't that didn't look fantastic. Man, you, I we don't talk about the pleasantries of this LSU baseball team. And you know, it's usually when I talk to somebody about, like Matt, who's not like a just a super LSU fan. Man, like the play that Jordan Thompson almost made on the dive on the dive on that ground ball and then throw to Jones. That's a massive MLB play, man. That's a massive play. I get it. I understand it. Uh, but I'm I, I'm actually okay with the night. As, as some people in here have been complaining about, I'm okay with it. When you have two innings where you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Guys, literally, literally, in two innings, you had eight guys have walks or hit, get hit by pitches. That's elite guy at the at the plate appearances. You got into their bullpen. You know where that does help you too? That helps you into this weekend when they got to go into their bullpen again. That's 1,000% where that helps you. Big league at bats. I, I don't know if a lot of you watch Major League Baseball um, or a lot, but you will legitimately see guys, not elite guys, because elite guys can keep that pitch count down. But there are a lot of times, man, that you'll see a pitcher get 45, 50 pitches in two innings because that is what major league dudes at the plate do. They make you work for it. They foul off a lot of pitches. 
it's what it's what LSU made Alabama do today or tonight rather. You got to admit it, it's it's a pretty good performance. It's a pretty good performance. Um, some situational things maybe you got to do better. Runners on. You got to you know come up with that big hit. But Jordan Thompson came up with a big hit, and Beloso just can't. You know he he doesn't read it good enough, and you don't get a run. And what could have been a run that you absolutely needed, but you didn't, um, as you do when eight to six. One thing that I'm just monitoring here, I don't think Pickney is going to continue to hit as well as he hit tonight. But man, if he get if he does, that kid has been skyrocketing up. This entire, these last couple of weeks, and a guy that's been hitting over 300. Yeah, came into the game hitting 330. Came into the, came into the day hitting 330. Now he's got nine home runs. He's got over 30 RBIs. So now he's hitting like 350, 360. So... They had dudes, man. You just got to hope that Ty Floyd can come in there tomorrow and do some good things and your bullpen can lock, be locked down. Uh, Gasly Gamer says, dude, they had zero. Uh, they used zero of their big bullpen arms. Alabama did not waste any arms. Really, they only pitched their lower quality arms tonight. Okay, well, dude. Two guys had an ERA of three or below. Alton Davis, uh, Alton Davis the second is their best guy in the bullpen. He hasn't allowed to earn run. Okay, but you do realize you have two more games. Two of the guys probably aren't going to come back for Alabama. I don't know where Gasly Gamer gets his baseball knowledge, but it's certainly. Um, Maybe uh, gamer, you you, what's up tonight, man? You you, you angry about something? What's wrong, brother? <laughs> what's wrong? Uh, Tulsa Dive says if Edwards is out for the year, Hurd needs to do some soul searching. Well, Hurd's a little hurt, and you could see it, but he had a good performance, and I don't think he throw. I mean, I can see him throwing Sunday. That'd be about it. Jerry Jones says, uh, I mean, Adam B says, Jerry Jones reminds me of Serrano, Pedro Serrano, especially against the curve. <laughs> it's true. My man had some strikeouts tonight, but he'll come out tomorrow and hit a hit a ball 450 feet and we'll all forget about it. Uh, Cortland Jacobs says, I'm not saying the discipline is bad. That's why Cruz is so much better this season. But when Tanks comes out in the six, it needs to be a hit. He had a line drive into left field at the warning track. I mean, sometimes that's just going to happen, though, man. I, we're now we're complaining about us not hitting the ball good enough, scoring eight runs. Come on, man. Delton says Skeen struck out nine and didn't have his breaking ball working great tonight either. I know. First time he hadn't he's had an appearance where he hadn't struck out um, – Double digits. Gamer says, Chris Blair and Doug said they didn't use their big arms. Well, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully. That's two guys that have a ERA below three. You're right. It's not their biggest arms. Alton Davis has not given up a run SEC run all day. 
their bullpen is better than yours are. What I said and what you didn't listen to was you have you eat you ate into their bullpen. Pooh, did I not say that you ate into their bullpen? I thought that's what I said. If it's not what I said, then no, it's what I said. I mean, I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You you got two guys that probably won't throw again this weekend, man. Bayou Bengal 84 says, you still have a lot left. Floyd starts tomorrow, and we have Dutton, Cooper, Ackenhausen, Coleman, Hurd, and Collins that could pitch again. And uh, Gidry. And Gidry. Trey Patton on Facebook says, it seems like the overall strike zone has definitely shrunk, no doubt, this year in college baseball. No doubt. No question. Cortland says, if LSU gave up 10 runs, then maybe you'd realize LSU offense had issues. I mean, guys, I don't, I, I really just don't, I, I really don't get this. I, I, I really don't get where this is coming from. I really don't. I, anytime you score eight, eight runs in a game and you have eight walks and eight innings, eight walks are hit by pitches in two innings. I mean, come on, man. I mean, come on. I'm not going to continue to argue that. We'll move on to something else. Let's see what Ty Floyd you get tomorrow on the mound. Let's see what Ty Floyd goes out there and pitches. Hopefully, it's the guy that you saw last weekend. And if it is, if it is, then look, man, you have a chance to lock it down. I know. I know. I know. I mean, I'm going back through it. I mean, Joe Bear grounded out, single by Malazzo, fly out by Dugas. Uh, Morgan uh, would walk, and then Cruz would hit a three-run bomb. So then you go into the bottom of the fourth, new pitcher on the mound, fly out into uh, on the warning track, single by Thompson, strike out by Jones, ground out by Joe Bear. Uh, bottom of the fifth, hit by pitch, fly out to the warning track again into right field, uh, Morgan would hit a single into the shift. Cruz would get would strike out looking, and Tommy White would hit a ground ball in the second. So then the sixth and the seventh is when you absolutely exploded. I, I I just don't understand why people are freaking out about that. All right, we're about thirty minutes in here, so let let's transition. Let's talk about this defensive line coach. But let me do this. Let me talk about our good friends, uh, our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Let's just take a very quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, talk about uh, Jimmy Lindsey, South Carolina defensive line coach, coming to LSU. We talk about that next. We're back in 30 seconds. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. So, Jimmy Lindsay, the South Carolina defensive line coach, is now the new defensive line coach or 
defensive tackles coach, uh, let's just call it D-line coach for argument's sake, uh, at LSU. That news was broken today. Brian Kelly told you uh, three weeks ago that in three weeks he was going to make his selection on his defensive line coach. And almost three weeks to the day, almost, Brian Kelly goes out and makes his defensive line search uh, or defensive line hire. I understand your concern. South Carolina had some issues in the running game last year. Jimmy had, uh, Jimmy Lindsay has not, he's not had the notable notoriety of being at a, a multiple SEC schools. I understand that. I understand that LSU at times over the last couple years has had struggles in the running game, especially defensively. I would make the argument last year was the best year that they've had even since 2017 uh, or even 2018 when Devin, Devin White's last year. But from a statistical standpoint, LSU has not been up to par or to snuff in the run defense part of things in quite a while. You remember the last couple of years under Orgeron, you were one, uh, the last year under Orgeron until um, they kind of switched some things up and Orgeron got his hands out of the defense. You literally were 126 out of 130 teams and rush yards allowed. You got better throughout the season. You get out the hundreds this year, you get into the 60s. LSU's rush defense, guys, was not good at a lot of times. You had teams like Alabama, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Florida State that did some really good things against you in the run game. That might worry you because we don't know a whole lot about Jimmy Lindsey. You know who else we didn't know a lot about? Robert Steeples. You know who did not have a massive resume in college when it when it came to Being a guy for DBU, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but passing yards allowed, LSU was in the 30s. They were in the low 30s, I might add, too. What do we know about Robert Steeples? I do agree with some of the argument, if not a little bit more of the argument, that you sit in a situation where, yes, you can say, trust Brian Kelly on the hire, but is this guy enough? Well, I will just tell you, I will sit and lean at the current moment on the scenario and thought process on that Jimmy Lindsay's going to be okay. Here's the caveat to this that I don't think people are realizing. You do know that John Jancic and Coach Lindsay are going to be in the same room and going to be together on this defensive line. So it's not as if that he's going to be out there alone. He's going to be out there with John Jantic, who has been a defensive coordinator before in the SEC. He's also a guy that knows what Matt House wants to do. He's worked with Matt House. He knows his defense. He's been in a lot of the same defenses before. He's been at Illinois. Then when Illinois' D.C. got hired at South Carolina, he went along with him. He knows what Matt House wants to do. Sometimes you're going to have to give up a little bit if 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 you get into a situation where Brian Kelly trusts 
Matt House, he trusts this hire enough because when Brian Kelly was at his press conference, he seemed a little giddy about it. He seemed a little giddy about uh, him when he was asked about his defensive line coach and who he would go out there and get. I think I'm just going to lean on BK's knowledge on this one. I think he, a guy that we didn't know a lot about and Robert Steeples replaced a guy in Coy Raymond that nobody wanted to leave. You know, I'm old enough to remember, I'm old enough to remember when people in this media corps were going on their shows and legitimately griping and complaining about Coy Raymond leaving. Well, I just want to throw this out there. LSU, again, was in the 30s. They were in the 100s last year when it came to passing yards allowed. They climbed 70 spots. Why take that big of a leap and a risk on a guy that has had some struggles the last two years? Now, the argument can be asked. The argument can be, or, or the position can be asked. Did Jimmy Smith, or Jimmy Smith, did Jimmy Lindsay have enough talent or depth that LSU does? Here are a couple names that we have not talked about this offseason that everybody in that building is talking about. Number one, Jordan Jefferson. No, we're not talking about the quarterback from Destrehan and Jordan Jefferson. We're talking about the defensive tackle that came from West Virginia. Pick up the phone or talk to anybody, anybody that you know that's inside that building, they will tell you that Jordan Jefferson is going to be a guy. You get Mason Smith. You get uh, back. You get Makai Wingo back. What can you do on the edge is going to be a big deal and a big thing. Harold Perkins will be there as well. Oh, and almost Spates is the best linebacker that you've had on the team, in my opinion, since Devin White. And I know that DeMont Clark has been here, and DeMont Clark did some good things. I think Omar Spates is the best linebacker that you've had since DW40. You like that? Instead of WD40, DW40. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. We'll see. I know Patrick Queen's involved in there. I think Patrick Queen, man, I think Patrick Queen might be, uh, I think, I think he might be, well, he just tweeted something. Y'all go, y'all go check it out. And cause Baltimore just drafted a linebacker. <laughs> they just drafted a linebacker. I don't think he's too, I don't think he's too happy about it. Cause he doesn't have a new deal. Either way, I'm fine with this pick. I'm fine with them going and getting him. Now, again, worried about it? No. Aware? Yes. I feel like I've said that a lot this week. Do I love it? Not really. Do I know enough about what he can bring and do? Also, not really. But what I also do know is you've had Orzron, you've had Andre Carter, and your defensive run game has gotten worse. It took Brian Kelly to come in and kind of try to stabilize it. And you already had pieces along that defensive line. At this point in Mason uh, Mason Smith's career, at this point in Makai Wingo's career, I don't think that there's any D-line coach in the country not named Pete Jenkins that would come in right now and teach them more than they not than they don't already know. You mean to tell me that Jamar Kane, who's been around the block for a long time, is not going to teach them things that they don't that they don't need to know and do and move? Maybe Mason Smith to an extent because he hasn't played, uh, you know, in a whole year. But 
I saw the mic'd up stuff with, with with Lindsay, with Coach Lindsay. I like it. Not a big screamer. He's about the technician part of it. Now, recruiting, he did do some really damn good, interesting things at South Carolina in recruiting. One thing you do got to give him is that Clemson poaches a lot of defensive linemen. That's not all on him. And he needs co- he needs help from his head coach in South Carolina. He got one of the better defensive linemen that, by the way, LSU could not reel in, I might add. LSU was after Xavier McLeod, Xavier McLeod really hard. They couldn't pause. They could not get him into Baton Rouge. Does he does he follow his Dean line coach? We'll we'll sit here and we'll find out. We'll sit here and find out. Nevertheless, I don't think it's a bad pickup. I also don't think it's a great pickup either. The question that a lot of people are going to ask is about Bo Davis. Let me say this right now about Bo Davis. And I'm going to be cautious here. I just don't think the timing was right for him. It stinks. It sucks. Um, However, I don't know if Bo wants to coach that much longer either. He's made it known to some people that, Pooh, what's the thing that people say when they're about to retire? Maybe just like, I'm tired, you know, like, or, or I'm about, I want to get out. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to do that, but he's made that known to some. We'll see. If Sarkeesian has another bad year, we'll also see. But this isn't just one defensive guy having one the whole defensive line. You have two dudes, one in John Jantic and one in Coach Lindsey. Interesting thing is, can he go into the three three seven and get Dominic McKinley? Now, if he can do that, you led for Collins. You're starting to lead for Collins Simmons. I feel confident in where you sit there. I feel confident in where LSU sits with a couple of these guys. I know that that sounds like a sunshine pumper take. But you go into the SEC and get a D-line coach. And you've had some big names before and they haven't panned out. I wouldn't say panned out. They haven't been to what you thought they would be. Being 60th in the running game is not going to lead you where you need to go. In my opinion. You want to go to a national title, you're going to have to get in those 50s unless you have a transitional, trans, you know, transcendent quarterback like Joe Burrow. Maybe Jaden is. Who knows? Uh, Stephen Fry, a good friend over at Fry Construction, he says, I've done, my t- I've done my time. It's a good way of putting it. It's a good way of putting it. We'll see what, let's see what Bo Davis does. And look, man, he's making $2 million a year. Another question that LSU had to ask, would they pay $6 million in buyout money to go get a D-line coach? Doesn't look like they wanted to. Doesn't look like they wanted to. But I, I will give people that I will say this to close before we get to some comments. In talking to a recruit today, a top 50 recruit today, I'll leave it at 50. A lot of people are starting to like John Jancic, especially those guys on the edge. So if he's doing some good things in recruiting, you'll have two guys there. I do like that. Okay. Let's get to a couple comments. 
Brandon Reese says he'll recruit better players at LSU. He will have the ability to. He'll have the ability to. That's for sure. Uh, Ryan says BJ is going to do well and get a handsome second contract. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. BJ has been one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done in my entire life. Bayou Bingo 84 says, "Why? what I don't get is how B.J. Ojolari didn't go in the first round. What I don't get is somebody told Pooh Bear myself um, that they saw Kayshawn Booty at LSU track meet tonight. <laughs> yeah, Pooh, he's at the LSU track meet. Um, so, yeah, we had not had another Tiger taken, have we? I think he's the only one. How crazy is it that you won the West and you only have one draft pick through, what, three? Almost three? And you know what's so wild? You know what's so wild? You had ten when you went five and five. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's wild. You'll Some of these guys that are coming out in the next couple of classes, though, like Harold Perkins, Jane Daniels. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I see a comment in here and we have three, te- we have two texts in the text line about Logan Diggs. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll hit on Logan Diggs. Let me get to a w- couple more of these and we'll get to Logan Diggs. Uh, Doug knows his buddy of mine was here tonight texting the Cardinals D line coach. They played together at Northwestern state. He couldn't believe that, uh, they fell into BJ Ojolari. He said that we stole him. Super pumped up about it. That's cool, man. That's really awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, Bayou Bingo, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. They He just told us, me and Pooh in a group thing on, uh, uh, what's that called? Uh, Twitter. Said that he was there and he saw Kayshawn Booty. Uh, all right, we'll, we can get into, into some Logan Diggs. Uh, Chance Babin says, what's the latest on old Logan Diggs? So in case you missed it, uh, Logan Diggs, the running back from Notre Dame, originally from New Orleans, went to Archbishop Rummel, uh, has entered the transfer portal. A lot of people have been um, saying and thinking and, and liking the chances that LSU has. Let me start off by saying, I don't know what's going to happen with John Emery. Does Brian Kelly know what's going to happen with John Emery? Uh, the last time that Brian Kelly mentioned anything about John Emery, he said, John's just got things he's got to do. I, I will tell you, um, I will tell you, <laughs> he's not coming here to play linebacker. Um, he will obviously be playing running back. I do think it is a good idea that you get another veteran running back. Let's play a hypothetical very quickly. For argument's sake, let's act as if John Emery does not play another down for LSU. For academics or whatever reason. You got Josh Williams. You have Noah Kane. You would have, let's say, Logan Diggs. And then you'd have Armani Goodwin. And then the two freshman backs. Well, Armani Goodwin got hurt a season ago. So did Josh Williams late into the year. Running back is a position where you can't have enough good ones. 
I'm old enough to remember when Alabama used to run and, and LSU alike used to run through running backs. And Frank Wilson has obviously been one of those coaches that can rotate backs in and out at a high rotation and then be really good at doing that. I think Logan Diggs would be a really nice addition to this team. You know what else it does, man? It just gives you just more depth that this entire team has needed. You know, what's it going to be like when you start the season off for LSU and you sit there and say, man, we literally in two years went from 30-something scholarship dudes to damn near 85. Really close. That's a massive, that's a massive thing, man. And I know that the portal has helped you, but who have they gotten out of the portal? I mean, there hasn't been a lot of guys that have entered the portal. Maybe you can give one or two, but there's been a lot of guys that have entered the portal for LSU that have come to play here that have started and given you massive insignificant snaps. Omar Spates is about to be one of those guys. Denver Harris is going to be one of those guys. Zy Alexander Deuce Chestnut are going to be some of those guys. If it, the spring game is an indication of anything, I don't know if it will be or not. Kyron Lacey is another one of those guys too. I just do believe that Logan Diggs can come in here and give you great value. He can run in between the tackles. He has shown that he can he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's been in the system of Brian Kelly before, and Brian Kelly trusts him. Brian Kelly really trusts him. With that being said, if Logan Diggs is on the board, go get him. Go get him. And don't, um, don't think about it too much. Just go do it. Just go do it. And don't. Don't worry about what anybody else says about going and getting him. Go get him. It'll be a good deal. All right, we'll, we'll get to a couple comments here. Uh, Chad says, I wouldn't go for Diggs. What if John comes back uh, but also messes with recruiting since he has multiple years of eligibility left? Well, you had all your running backs come back and you got Trey Holly and Caleb Jackson. How did that – I mean – like, Chad, I get what you're saying, but we got Frank Wilson. <laughs> we got Frank Wilson. And Noah Kane and John and Josh Williams will be gone, and I would assume one of those guys will hit the portal. One of those guys will hit the portal. All right, let's see. Cortland Jacobs says, there is a thought out there that they are giving him time to focus on school and graduate, so it's not an issue in the fall. I know he got some academic stuff he's got to work on. Uh, Stephen Fry says because it, let, let me tell you what you wouldn't want to do. Let me tell you what you wouldn't want to do. You wouldn't want to put that on John Emery again, where people start getting down on him. He's going into a situation where next year he's going to go into the draft. And if you have two years where you have academic issues, that's two red flags. Brian Kelly wouldn't do that to him. He needs to get with it. 
He needs to get with it. Uh, Stephen Fry says, great coaching speaks volumes in college football, and BK is that dude. Yeah. And, and look, there was a lot of chatter when the, when uh, things opened up that Logan uh, a couple months ago when the portal opened up that Logan Diggs was going to hit it, and a lot of people thought that it was going to be LSU. If Frank wants Diggs, he's going to get him. He's going to get him. And I, I think that he does want him. Bayou Bingo 84 says, if it would be – if it would have been a better laid bunt, he probably would have been safe. Are y'all still in here arguing about baseball and hitting? <laughs> uh, Lindsey doesn't come from Notre Dame, Elwin. Uh, Wingo is a bad MF, says Bayou Bingo 84. He stepped in for when Smith went down and was a dog last season. He is. He is. Doug knows says Caleb Jackson will be the closest thing that we've seen to Leonard Fournette or Darius Geis once he gets on campus. That is my that's not that's my not so hot take. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I don't know about Lenny uh, touchdown Lenny. I don't know about that. Uh, Darius Geis might be a good comp. He's much faster than Darius ever was. That dude can play, man. And so can Trey Holly. You go running back by committee, man. I mean, look, I let me just tell you one thing. We have a lot of worries about LSU. A lot of worries about LSU. What you gonna look at DB? What you gonna look like at safety? What you gonna look like at receiver? What you gonna look like at quarterback? What you gonna look like at O line? What you gonna look like at D line? What you gonna look like at everywhere else? You know what one position we don't talk about ever? About worrying. Like LSU had damn near no running backs. This entire spring, nobody talked about it. <laughs> Why? Because you know Frank Wilson's going to have dudes in there ready to go. Bro, he had John Emery at times against Alabama playing at a high level. John Emery, brother. If there's one dude on that staff I'm not worried about, his name is Frank Roosevelt Wilson the third. I don't know if his middle name's Roosevelt, but I know that he's the third. All right, we're going to go to a couple more because we got to wake up early and do the show tomorrow morning. Uh, has Jules Spears from Wake Forest been to campus to visit Tiger women's basketball? I haven't heard. Pooh, you heard anything about that? I have not heard anything about that. Oh, you know what I did hear about, though? Anisha Morrow, though. Um, oh man, you know what I didn't talk about? You know what we hadn't talked about? Uh, Haley Van Lith. Let's do that. We'll, we'll talk about Anisha Morrow too, and then we'll get out of here. Um, look, massive news coming out of Baton Rouge with Haley Van Lith transferring to LSU and Kim Mulkey. Now, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I know what people are already saying. It's all over social media. And, and everybody's either really excited. Either three things are being said. Number one, if you can't beat them, join them. Well, number one, she never played LSU. Okay. That's number one. Number two is that LSU, on the opposite side, is going to go back-to-back, -back, which 
it seems to me that LSU might be ranked the number one overall team coming into this preseason because now you get Haley Van Lith, one of, if not the best player in the transfer portal. Or number three, that people are saying that Haley Van Lith is coming to LSU because she can't beat Caitlin Clark. Well, LSU beat Caitlin Clark without Haley Van Lith a season ago. Nevertheless, it's a massive addition. 100% a massive addition. You get someone who can come in here and score 19 points per game. She had massive amounts of steals. She didn't have a lot of assists, but she ran her offense at Louisville at a high level. Look, I'm not saying LSU will go undefeated in women's basketball next next season, but the dynasty has already started in Baton Rouge with Kim Mulkey. We can say whatever we want about Kim. She's brash. She says some things that rub people the wrong way. All of that. But one thing is for sure. Getting Haley Van Lith is a lot like recruiting a girl like her. Fiery, chirpy, can run her offense. And if there's somebody that was out there in women's basketball last year that can replace Alexis Morris, it's Haley Van Lith. It 100% is Haley Van Lith. And getting her from a perspective puts everybody on notice that LSU is that team. LSU is that team. You got Coach Gary out there making all the waves. And Haley Van Lith, it's just a massive addition to what LSU already had in riches. You know, it's like if you buy a mansion and it's got like 22 rooms in it, the the hallway is is got nothing but marble and gold and you got all the chandeliers. That is what the house that LSU is built upon. Haley Van Lith is just the yacht that you got parked outside. <laughs> wow. What a great addition to this team. What a great addition. And look, even if LSU doesn't get another player in the portal, you have Flojay, you have Van Lith, you have Angel Reese, you have Michaela Williams, you got Del Rosario, you got Poa. Or wait, not Poa, uh, uh, uh. What's her name? Yeah, Poa. So, we'll see. And then, you get back into a scenario where LSU's not done in the transfer portal. Not sure if you saw this, but Anisha Morrow is on campus right now. One thing I love, uh, Poe, excuse me. I said, what I say, Poe? Poe. One thing I like about Kim and her team and her staff, did you see Anisha Morrow today that her entire team was there on the visit pumping up Anisha Morrow? Now, if you don't know who Anisha Morrow is, she is a player from DePaul. Uh, She is in the transfer portal. She averaged like 26, 27 points a game. She averaged 12 rebounds a game. I think 2.7 steals per game and 1.5 blocks. If you get Anisha Morrow to come with you on a number one class already, and then you get Van Lith, you have Angel Reese, you have Morrow, and 
something that we're not talking about. Now, we know she's great, but we're not adding her into all of this. And Michaela Williams. LSU might be a women's basketball school now, y'all. <laughs> we might just be a women's basketball school now. And in no way is that depressing. Because winning national championships, whether it be in golf, football, tennis, soccer, baseball, hockey, we don't have hockey. You get what I'm saying. Doesn't matter. LSU will support you. I will end it by saying I do feel good on Anisha Morrow. All right. Uh, Doug No says Haley Van Lith is already better than Alexis Morse. Some people believe that. Hate to say that, but it's true. She's an upgrade. Might be. Might be. But, man, Alexis Morse. And that, uh, Alexis Morse was a dog. Sea uh, King says all these Alabama players getting drafted, yet their fans make excuses for them. They simply underachieved. You know what's crazy, man? Uh, see, I just said this. How crazy is it? The LSU won the West, and they only have one player that has been selected in the draft tonight or in the first three rounds, B.J. Ojolari. And Alabama has, what, six? The first, third. I think uh, Jordan Battle is going to the Bengals. <sighs> Tyler Steen was, came off the board. Yeah, they underachieved. They massively underachieved. LSU had 10 the year that they went 5-5. Five and five. 10. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Sheldon McBride says, Flojay will be most improved player on the court next year. Mark that down. I don't disagree. Chance Babin says, Haley Van Lith trained with Kobe and his daughter before his death. Yo, I didn't know that. Yo. Y'all saw Shaq's opening up a chicken place in Baton Rouge? <laughs> Y'all think his daughter's coming here now that he's opening up a chicken place? Shaq, I love you. You ain't beating Blue Store Chicken. Uh, we're the best school in the country when it comes to athletics. One of them. Cortland Jacobs says LSU won the West uh, and is the t only team that got better. Uh, I'm not going to say we're the only team that got better. Other teams got better. We'll see. All right. We'll see you all tomorrow morning. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.